Welcome to It's All BS, the podcast about success and mindset. I'm on a mission to help you get unhooked from what's keeping you from having the life you want. I'm your host, Master Certified Success Coach, Belinda Smith, founder of unhookedlife.com. Ready? Let's go. Hi. Hi. How are you? As I was getting ready to start this recording, I was trying to think of something weird that has happened to me this week, and I can't think of anything. Like, I'm knocking on wood because I kind of don't want anything bad weird, but it's it's also weird that nothing weird has happened to me <laughs> this week. So, you know, maybe I'm just not thinking hard enough. But yeah, just mark it in your permanent record or in your notes. I'm sure you're taking notes at home um, that I'm reporting no weird events and the world is still going. So <laughs> hopefully I will have something um, more interesting and more weird, except not bad weird for you next time. Today, though, I want to talk to you about pushback. And so I want to say this straight up front. I think... I don't remember if I've talked about this before, but I have a certain um, feeling toward the word haters. And I think it's overused. I think that um, when we say, you know, haters are going to hate. Well, okay, I agree with that. But just because someone doesn't agree with you, it does not mean that they hate you. So everyone's calling out their haters. Oh, I got a hater. I, yeah. And you know what? I used to think it was, it was something it's, it's just not, it's not always a, a hater. It's just somebody who doesn't agree with you and they happen to write it down. Okay. Then they don't hate you. And when we start calling people haters, it, it just brings a, it brings a different sort of energy to it. And I'm not always sure that that is warranted. Definitely. If I disagree with someone, it doesn't mean that I'm a hater. It just means, Oh, I don't really, I don't follow you on that. So I'm not talking about haters in this. I'm talking about pushback. So overall, whether that comes from one person, several people, a company, whatever, I'm talking about a very specific kind of pushback. So here we go. I wanted to tell you about the first time that I got pushback. Now it was a co- it was in college. I mean, listen, I've got all kinds of like <laughs> pushback in my life, but I will say like there are four things that stand out. So I'm going to tell you about them. Um, I was in college and I had this class. I think it was called persuasion. It may have been speech and per- I just, I don't recall, but I know it was persuasion. And the way it was going to work out for me, the class was only offered. Like, I don't even know if it, like, I think it was like offered once every four years, four years, maybe it was something that I had to get in. Like I was not going to graduate with my public relations major without that class. And I wanted to do it as a freshman. I don't know why, but it was very important based on what I had laid out in front of me that I needed persuasion as a freshman. So they're like, well, the only way that you can do it is if you go ask the professor and get the professor to sign off on it. So I went and I met with, gosh, y'all, I wish I could tell you. I know her first name is Kathleen. And she asked me for a recommendation when she got tender, tender, fudge, tenure. (laughs) Well, I don't know. I just didn't do recommendations for the other thing. But when she was going up for tenure, it was really interesting because I just got this random letter in the mail where she was, they were asking me what I thought of her. Um, Maybe it was buyers. Anyway, you don't care. So I went in as a freshman, I had no idea what I was doing. And I asked her and she was very stern. 
And she just had this stern look on her eyes. Now I know a lot of college professors and I'm like, they're probably just tired. <laughs> like, I don't want another pain in the butt to deal with. At that time, I was like, oh, this is interesting. She, she thinks she's going to hold me down if she lets me in. And so what she essentially did is she said, and I'm not exaggerating. She said, I will let you in, but what will happen is you will fail. I will let you in and you will fail. And I was like, all right, all right, let's just play this. You let me in and I'll show you what I'm going to do. You don't get to decide I'm going to fail. Of course, this is all in my head. And I got in that class. I worked my butt off in that class. And not only did I not fail, I walked away with an A. Because you know what? She was not going to tell me what I was going to do. That was the one of the biggest ones that I remember when I was like, no, mm -mm." and that was all in my head. Again, I was very respectful. She tried to make that a certain way. And she probably just thought, I don't want to waste my time with you. I don't know you. I don't care. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to big fat, take this class and I'm going to get an A and you're going to apologize to me. Well, I don't know that she officially apologized, but she did, um, you know, put me up for me to give her a recommendation for tenure. Oh, the, the, responsibility I was given, but you know, I I totally, um, what do you do? I agreed that she should get it. Okay. So now the next time I got pushed back is when I came to Nashville to be a songwriter. There's this backstory to that, but essentially I moved here and I was going to write songs period. And what I learned very quickly is that everyone comes here to write songs. (laughs) Here, LA, some in Atlanta now. Atlanta's sort of a hip hop place. Um, New York, yeah, but you know, here in LA are the ones I think of the most. Um, so I would be in these conversations, you know, just kind of out. I knew one person when I moved here. And so I would you know, be out in these conversations and I would listen. And it was like everybody was talking about a pub getting a publishing deal or they had a manager or they had an agent and had all these things. And I was feeling like I'm from Cottageville, West Virginia, and I don't know what y'all are talking about. So, you know, it does, you come from being a big fish in a small pond into a um, big fish in an even bigger pond. So I know that when I got here, there was a woman who she, she, Nellison, she's done a great deal of, um, great deal of, of favors for people in songwriting. She has coached people. She's helped people. She's been here since I came and she was like sort of a gatekeeper. So finally, you know, I had gotten you know, around, you have to get around people. You have to figure out your number one. Do you like them? Is this a gatekeeper that you, you actually want to know? Or is this somebody if you're like, dude, I'll find another gatekeeper. Totally fine. But I found her. I really liked her. And she asked me to come out and sing. I was, I went out to lower Broadway and I was just listening to the people. Um, she was so great. So supportive of me. Um, again, lower Broadway here in Nashville has changed so much, but yeah, the first time I sang out in Nashville was on lower broad. And I remember this, this person there going, I think you're really good, but I don't really know that you have the, how was it? I don't know. You, basically, I don't know that you have the chops to make it. You know, I just don't know because you have to remember, I, I came here to write Christian music. I was not a country writer and to play in those places, you had to do some country music. So I wrote, I wrote a few, um, I would sing some here and there, 
But when that person, it's a nameless, faceless person in, in this entire story, when they're basically like, go home, you know, you're not going to, this isn't for you. And I'm kind of realizing like, okay, if that's the advice that we're going to give to every single person who moved here to be a songwriter or a singer, then like your town loses everybody. Like <laughs> everyone comes to Nashville to do something in music. And one of the things that I loved about moving here was being surrounded by dreamers. And to this day in this moment, even with all the changes um, Nashville has undergone, I still love being around the creative energy and the dreamers that won't ever get old to me. So when that happened, I can't remember, it might've been like six months into me living here. And I have, I have to tell you, I would not leave here for a year, no matter how I felt, I don't know how much I wanted to go home. I had made a pact with myself that I was giving it a year, one year. And one night I was at the movie theater and I looked over, they're like, oh, there's Martina McBride. And she's a country singer. If you don't know, this is back when she was really in her heyday. There's, there's um, her, I look over and I'm like, she's just here in the lobby and she's going to go see a movie. Like she's not special. She's just a person. She's just a person who sings and she still goes and sees movies. And that was probably my first like big celebrity sighting. Now I could care less. It's like, okay, whatever. There's Martina. Let's roll. But that was another night when I sort of took all the pushback, like Belinda, there's no way you're going to do this. You don't have the talent for it. Um, you don't have the stamina. You, you don't have the heart, all these things that people tell you, um, which I know now are sort of motivational in, in some ways. But, and then I know also that a lot of people are telling you those things so that you will just go away, right? Persistence pays off. If, if you're the one who never gives up, you're the one who's definitely going to win in the end. Okay. And that was kind of toward the end of the year, I was allowed to um, you know, revisit the year, um, see what I thought, see what I liked. And I can tell you for month three, I hated it. I wanted to go home. I made it to seven. Then it was fine. I made it to seven months. I wanted to go back home. I hated it here. But I could not because I had made that pact with myself. And then when it came around to having been here for one year, I looked around and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got this. I've got it. And so I stayed, we've talked about how Nashville has been really good to me. And I, you know, I stayed and that was in spite of the pushback I got from strangers, a lot of pushback from strangers. Then the next pushback that I want to talk about is when I started into my business, I had a publisher who was a great teacher. Um, Niles Borup would, he would, he would take me in and he would rip my songs apart. And this is why, this is why, this is why, this is why and I'll take it home and fix it here, 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 and here, take it home and fix it. Like the time that I actually got one in on the first time I made him put a star and a smiley face on it. And I took it home and put it on my refrigerator. Like it was that amazing. But that man taught me what I didn't know that I didn't know. He taught me all of that. So at the time that just after Napster was coming out, um, Apple streaming started, it was abundantly clear that if the music industry was not going to get on top of this, we were all going to lose. And then the musically music industry did not, our industry did not adopt. We were not early adopters. And so, um, we're kind of getting rolled. The tide's kind of rolling over us, but we're, we're, we're even and out. But I knew that if I did not get ahead of that wave, I was always going to be behind trying to catch up. 
So that's when I decided I, um, I was going to offer what Niles offered me in, in the time, in the years past, or as the years past publishing houses are now, they're not really looking for great writers specifically. They're more looking for young writers who they can turn into, um, artists and then so they can have the publishing and the art, the arts, the performance royalties. So you don't get taught anymore. You just, you better have it. You go in, you play, you either have it or you don't, or okay, come back with new songs, but no one teaches you. So what I decided to do is offer what a, a mentoring you know, program where I actually told people, taught them the way that Niles taught me. It, it was just a really scary experience because I had so many peers in the industry and nobody did that. So after I got everything going, I put out a thing for a class and then I started actually doing mentoring and a friend of mine at the time, he sent me an, I think it was, well, he sent me a text, let's say, I don't remember the technology and the text specifically said, congratulations on figuring how, out how to monetize what I give away for free every week. Okay. What? congratulations on learning how to monetize what I give away for free every week. Okay. See, you can hear me still silent. My head was nearly ready to explode, but it was also like, I knew some of them was going to come. I didn't expect it from him, but I knew I was going to get some pushback. Honestly, I just expected people to talk about me behind my back (laughs) and I was just going to be paranoid about it. Chances are they did like, kind of think they really did. But yeah, he just big fat put it in my face. Like I give this away for free. No one really needs you. And my feeling, you know, it took me a minute to go, wow. All right. I see. We're going to sh- you know, throw some shade over here. And I was like, didn't really respond. And in my head, I was like, okay, all right, let's game on game on. And I proved him wrong. I proved him that it was necessary to monetize what he was giving away for free because what he was giving away for free was not enough. It's absolutely not enough. I can teach anyone how to write a song. I can teach anyone how to do it, but I cannot teach anyone that it's like an it. You either have it or you don't. You're either going to be, um, you're going to have interesting perspectives and you're going to see the world in a certain way. And you're going to be able to combine that into, into writing songs or you're not. But I can teach you how to write a song. I'm not saying I can teach you how to write a good song, but I can teach you how. But I started mentoring um, my my clients. I mean, they signed publishing deals. They got Dove Award nominations. Um, they had number one songs. They had charting songs, um, co-writes that they didn't even believe they could have. There's all kinds of things that happened with my people that I didn't give away for free. But my people um, went did a really amazing job taking the coaching and, um, they proved him to be wrong. They proved him like to take his snide remarks and throw his shade somewhere else. And I'm so grateful that they did it, that they proved him wrong. But on the flip side, I taught them how to prove him wrong. Mm -hmm. So I did. Then that was um, early on in my coaching career. And, And so recently um, I talked about group think last week. I'm so happy, so good about this idea. And I've gotten pushback from a couple of people. Uh, one person just keeps saying, 
I just don't know the point. I don't get it. Why would I want to do this? I don't get the point. And they're doing that in, in a constructive way, which is really good because that is helping me you know, keep, keep on refining, refine, refine, refine. How does this working? Did that work? Did this work? Um, yes, no, or whatever. So that you keep doing it because this is not going to fail. This is absolutely not going to fail. Um, and I knew that when I put it up, but the pushback that came in, which I knew what, this is the only the first bit of pushback that was you know, not authorized, <laughs> unauthorized pushback was, um, a woman who is a, a fellow coach. I don't know her. Um, I just know her like through the internet, some of the groups and such. Um, she sent me a direct message saying that, I can't quote it um, word for word. It's not necessary, but something like when you put people in a group, they automatically lose 50 IQ points. And I was like, okay. I mean, that was enough to go, this is a bad idea. And I don't know how you're going to pull it off, but good luck. And so I basically said, she's like, you know, they, they, they lose their IQ. Everybody argues, whatever. And my response to her was not with me in it. And that was it. And so now I've hit this game on button again. And it's so interesting because I don't care what this woman thinks. I mean, I want her to be well. I want her business to flourish. I want her health, all those things. But it is so interesting because it's someone in all the world that I would have been like, wow, I didn't expect you to have any feedback. Um, So yeah, and it's not, listen, I also want to say this about feedback. When you choose to put your work into the world, you are 100% allowing the world to make their decision about whether or not they like your work, whether or not they want your work, whether or not you all of the things. Now, when they decide they don't like you, it's because of your work. They don't know who you are, but it's because of the work that you put out. When you take it personally, that makes this whole thing even more difficult. I'm not going to say that I don't take everything personally. Obviously that was a little personal because I'm like, all right, watch me. The one before that. All right. I'll prove you wrong. So I'm taking them in a way that they kind of like motivate me (laughs) to be like, nah, not having your negativity. But I also understand that when I put something out and I expect, I expect payment in return for the value I'm going to provide, those people are 100% fair in giving their feedback, their criticism, and their praise. It's all right. We put that on the table. When we, it's commerce on the table. Your commerce meets your art. Those are two things that work together and they can work independently. But you absolutely have to know and remember when you do that, it's okay for other people to have opinions. You don't get to say, stay out of my business. Ah, uh, just because you don't like it, you're a hater. No, 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 you don't. You won't get to do that. Just because someone doesn't like the way you handled something, just because someone doesn't like the way you did it, someone doesn't like the way you presented it, somebody doesn't like the way you, you dress, somebody didn't like your hair, all those things. They're allowed those things, because those feelings, because you put yourself out there. It doesn't mean they hate you. Now, some people may, but you don't get to like, like you lump everyone together and be like, yeah, you're such a loser. I hate you. And I hate you right back. No, 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 that's absolutely not. Okay. We can get on that another time. I'm going to step down off my soapbox. (laughs) I tell you these stories though. And like I said, there are so many more, but 
pushback is different than criticism. I want you to think about that. Pushback is like, hey, I need you to get this away from me. Criticism is still like, there's constructive criticism. Hey, I don't love this part, or I don't think I should have to pay for that, or that's free. I give that, you know, someone else does it too, and they're cheaper. That Those are like criticisms. Okay. Even when, when through, through that, through that lens, when someone you know, wants to say something personal, you have to, I have to remember as do you, that stuff is still coming through that one funnel. They see this, like, so for, for example, she sees unhooked group think she's looking at that un- unhooked group think with her own, um, life experiences, her own thoughts, her own ideas, but she is not criticizing me, Belinda, the human, she is giving pushback on the idea on what I'm doing in a group think doesn't make her a bad person. She doesn't hate me all that. I can, I can absolutely 100% respect criticism. I can respect the pushback. But what I can tell you though, is when I get pushback about something that I really believe in, then, then they need to take a seat in the back and just watch it happen. Mm-hmm. That's what I have to say. And I hope that that, that that can apply to whatever you're going through at whatever time. It's all right to get pushback. It's all right to take criticism, but always remember that that is coming through the funnel of what you are offering. Always coming through a funnel. Okay. Obviously, if you have questions, I want to hear from you. If you um, are interested in group think, the link will be at the bottom of the notes. And I would love, love, love to see you in there. There's a little song right there, huh? All right, beautifuls. I will see you next time. And thank you so much for giving me um, even a moment of your time. Hey, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. If you liked it, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star review. Also, I would love to have you as part of Unhooked Group Think. If you have questions, just click on the show notes and I'll have all the information there. Until then, I'll see you next time.